This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Nick Lamone. Hi, everybody. In our LA studio. Sam Claiborne is from his hey, home I'm in the frame San now. Francisco. I'm here. <laughs> and Justin Davis joins us remotely as well. Scoop. And we've got a great show for you this week. Evidence continues to mount that GTA 6 could arrive as early as next year. And then just today, the day that we record this, Thursday of this week, we've gotten the uh, confirmation finally of Mortal Kombat 1, the reboot coming just a few months away. Um, so it's very cool. I can't again. wait for NBA Jam going right after it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's, I don't get the reference. What's going on with that? Well, because NBA Jam came out in arcades about the same time as oh, okay. Combat. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm on board with developer. that too. But first, we are now, we're, we're one week into Tears of the Kingdom. Last week, Sam mm-hmm. was the only one who had played it, so we had to rely on his <laughs> opinions to get us through. Uh, but I, I assume we're all playing it now. Um, mm-hmm. What, where, where to begin? So first of all, I love it. My fear all along was that it would feel too similar because it was using the same mat and my fears were, have they been completely assuaged? No, no Isn't issue there. Isn't that cool? There. What a good feeling. No issue there whatsoever. <laughs> I've, been, yeah. I've been playing it every night since it came out for several hours and I feel like I've barely done mm-hmm. anything. Yep. So yep. I did, you know, did the whole Sky Island and then when I went down to Hyrule, I've just been doing stuff around Hyrule, Hyrule Castle. All the shrines around oh. there. Oh, um, all the caves I can do, just sort of like a right, right around the area of Hyrule Castle. Because if I go too far, I end up I find an enemy that just kills me with one hit. So I'm trying to up my hearts. There's so much more game for you to, I, to find. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been doing. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like the uh, it is really a good idea to get your hearts up. It's really 
we're trying to all figure out where to get hearty things right now. Mm. The things that get your heart mm. to like yellow, because you could really grind those in the previous games. And like in this one, you really can't. So like, you know, armor, getting your hearts up. Those are like really important early things that I think everybody's trying to figure out how to do right now. We're trying to write guides about that. It's really interesting. But what I can tell you is those enemies that are one hitting you, you might be able to one hit them because if you fuse great stuff they drop to your mm-hmm. your swords and your weapons you can get your attack up really early yeah. in really fun ways yeah the game i mean the game is just so big and there's so much you can do i know i'm i know i'm not like playing it like to to the best of my ability i you know i'm in most of my encounters i just i still just try to like hit the enemy with whatever <laughs> weapon i have and that's not a criticism yeah. of the game that's that's uh, that's a me problem there's just so much like yeah. the game in those first two or three hours it throws so much of you mm-hmm. at you and then sort of turns you loose in the world and there's just a lot to sort of juggle in your mind so I, I, I have to remind myself oh the reason I can't I was having a hard time with this shrine is because I forgot about the ascend ability yeah and can yeah. we can we talk about the new area freely now you think or what wait do you what, think? which new area you know the D word oh yes. the the dungeons no <laughs> oh no. No, there's there, there's a Josha. You met her at at the uh, the launch town mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. in the center of Hyrule, and she's investigating some holes that are scattered oh, yeah, around Hyrule. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you jumped into one of those? I holes haven't yet? jumped into one yet. Oh my gosh, you gotta <laughs> oh jump into the hole. Oh my god, damn it! <laughs> Is that you have it? Is that really true? Yeah. yeah, that's why I was wondering. Yeah. Oh, you gotta go. You got it. So, okay. Okay. I just told you I've been doing stuff around Hyrule Castle. <laughs> you got. I haven't been avoiding it. Just poke your head in. Okay. Poke oh. your head in and see what's okay. going on. Okay. There is actually some. Uh, I think this is one of the things that kind of popped up online, and I think even in our IGN like Slack channels, there is a uh, a Pura Pad ability that you don't have to get. Like you can completely play the game without ever having getting it, uh, obtained it. Hmm. But there's a really good one if you just pursue the the quest in the holes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So highly recommended for anyone right. out there. I will prioritize that tonight. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh man, I don't even. I don't know what I'm to talk sorry. about then. Really. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so that's the only thing no, there is to I, talk about with this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. and I do know what you mean about like you know like I've also been playing the game every night and also a little bit before work each morning and like you know like you said like it just feels endless it goes on forever like there is and so I love it it's my game of the year overwhelmingly I actually like it a lot more than Breath of the Wild it's probably my game of the generation but like I did have one particular sort of negative like i have about 45 minutes before work that's when i get to play zelda and i spent i spent that 45 minutes uh i climbed up most of a mountain and then got knocked off and died (laughs) and then um and then i failed a shrine like two times and that was my that was my morning and i'm like well okay don't feel super great about this but um every single other time i played the game it's just been absolutely incredible yeah you're lucky you just got knocked off a mountain. When you get knocked off an island right before you're about to finish something, that's when <laughs> oh, things, that's brutal. things get really hairy. Link's ragdoll is so rude, too. Yeah. It just, like, keeps tumbling. Like, he's already yeah. dead. Like, like come on. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that's always disarming for me is, like, you know, Link can use the Ultra Hand to fuse things to his shields, yeah. his, his, his weapons, and all that jazz. But the enemies can, too. So for the first time, I was on a Sky Island, and I encountered an enemy who had... I think it was like a stick with one of the Zonai fans on it. He hit yeah. me with it, and then he just whipped me off of the Sky Island. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. what am I? <laughs> how am I going to get back up here?" Like, just it's just it has so many like fun aha moments of adventure that that yeah. feel wonderful. And as like a dude who knows the 
uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild Hyrule, like the back of my hand, I was also very nervous that I was like, oh, do I already know this map? Do I know things? But whereas Breath of the Wild had a lot of emptiness between a lot of the landmarks and things to do and see, Tears of the Kingdom really feels like Hyrule is rebuilding after Breath of the Wild. And it really feels like it's just so much more densely packed with not only people, but mm -hmm. things to do, things to see. Like uh, my favorite moment that I encountered in the game thus far is in the tutorial area, when the game reveals to you the discovery that's like mm -hmm. that shows up on yeah. screen whenever you walk into a cave. And I was like, oh no, this game is <laughs> going to be a problem now because the fact that it, it, it rewards you now for discovering things, I'm like, this is, totally. this is wonderful. I did make a really, really long bridge that I fused together because uh, southeast <laughs> of Hyrule Castle, there's a river that's uh, flowing very rapidly, so I couldn't swim across. So I just started just cobbling together logs, 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 you know, planks of boards. It feels like it was stretched out like a football field away, and then you can just be like, <laughs> walk over. And it worked? Yeah, it worked. It was great. I, I also, so cool. I love how the uh, shrines in this game kind of reward. I, I feel like they're going to be... Like, we're maybe six months removed from them being taught in, like, STEM classes, all these well, different tribes. Yeah. Like, how do you build this kind of thing yeah. in order to navigate this space? And nothing has made me feel smarter and dumber at the same time than <laughs> yeah. doing these shrines. Because I was like, yeah, I know how a car works. I can make a car. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess I forgot the axle. I forgot X, <laughs> Y, and Z. And it's like, oh, no, I just made a, a, a two-by-four with wheels on it. Like, that, that's not going to do anything. And so just... Playing around with the physics and understanding how you can tackle the shrines in any number of ways has been really, really rewarding. Yeah, I do. I do feel like the shrines, especially the building ones, are a lot more involved than in Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. I did one last night where you had to build like there, there was a, a spinning zone device, like a fan, and then it was over water on like a rail, and you had to attach wooden planks to it so it would sort of like act like a, a paddle. Yeah, like it would paddle mm -hmm. itself up. Well, up this that's really road. funny out of all 152 shrines that you mentioned that because I was going to bring up the scene right before that in there. You, you're supposed to attach a board or a slab to a wheel and then yeah. there's a series of steps that it steps up. But like I had, I remember I was playing this weeks ago yeah, and I had no idea how to solve that area, but <laughs> there's just a ladder on the other side. So I just like stuck a bunch of things together and stuck it to the ball I needed to get up there and just pulled it up the ladder. Like I completely yeah. hacked it. And it was like, technically that was probably easier than the solution, but I kept on like thinking about it. I was like, well, what was the right way to do that? What the heck was going on in that room? <laughs> and so I just, I have a couple saves that I'm working off of. And I just went back to that shrine last night on another save. And I was like, I, I, cause I worked it out. Like, you know, when you do a crossword puzzle and like, you come back a couple of days later and you 100% or a couple hours yeah. later, you're 100% better. Like you, you you can do all these things you couldn't do before. Brains just work that way. That's what happened. I was like, oh, you have to make this little climbing stair-stepping device. But that wasn't as like obvious as the car and the boat, you know? Yeah. Like what, what, that one was really weird. Anyway, that was a, a really funny example of a shrine where you yeah. can totally hack your way through it. Yeah, we actually, I had like, the, I think two of the first five or so shrines I did were like, were pretty bad. And I was like, oh no. But then like, but then all the rest, like I think I've done like probably 30 of them now and they're all great. Like they're, they're overall better than Breath of the Wilds. They're more yeah. interesting. They're more rewarding. They're more open. But there is one, it's becoming notorious online. There's one called Courage to Fall 
which is BS. So <laughs> when people find that one, like, don't feel bad if you can't figure it out on your own because it I also you that's one where you, where you that's where you have to walk into the lasers to open the the bottom area. Yeah, it's in the title: Rich. "Courage to Fall." But that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's not like I'm I'm not even I'm not even going to get into it. Um, no, but overall, like I, I love like just the just the gameplay variety. It's like you can sp- like I spent an entire night underground and in caves and these dank environments. And then I was like, you know, I need a break from that. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go do shrines. And I I spent an entire night doing shrines. And then I spent an entire, and then I spent an entire day doing like, you know, dungeon and story quests. And like the fact that, that, that like, I don't know, like there's just so much different feeling gameplay experiences. Mm -hmm. It's just really fantastic. And so much variety in the environments too. Like I never feel like I'm, you know, bored or seeing the same thing twice or like stuck doing something that I don't want to do. Yeah. Well, sure. I, because I, we can't talk about what I wanted to talk about. I love that scene right there of Tom throwing the boomerang with the fire <laughs> attached to it. It just comes through, starts coming back to him. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I won't go into detail in the anecdote I was going to tell, but I did go on a two hour expedition last night and I didn't expect it to be that long. And it was so difficult and it was so focused on what I was doing. And um, it didn't feel like the same game. It was that yeah. different of gameplay and it was that sparse of support. And I just like couldn't believe that there's so much going on in this game. It was just like this big delving I did. It, it was it was amazing. It felt like Lord of the Rings. It was so cool. Well, I like the reverse it, ability. Uh, great. Yeah, that I was a trip. Anything like like if if a like like is spitting rocks at me, just reverse right back mm-hmm. to them. And I like how you don't even have. And to worry I like about... how it pauses. You know, yeah, like yeah. it pauses, pauses so you can yeah. select the thing easily. Yeah, yeah. That's what like that pause is such an underrated. Like anytime you're having like an intense like like what's going on, it's like you can pause and take stock for a second. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun, Sam. You've played the most. Do you agree? Do you like? Do you know that it, whether or not you like it better than Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I mean, we have been talking about it behind the scenes is like, you know, and Tom used this line in his review, it's weird to think of a game that would make the previous iteration of it feel obsolete or feel lesser, but like this runs a real chance of that. Now, maybe it comes out, you know, in the end where people are like, well, actually, I liked the peaceful quiet of Breath of the Wild, although I think that's in here too. So it's like, it's going to be really hard to tell, but like, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm so... Uh, thankful that there's a development team out there doing something this creative and with this much quantity and quality and I can't wait to play it on a next-gen system. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. here. But but like to, to, to your point though, like I lived and breathed Breath of the Wild as I'm sure most of our audience did, but I think each of the games serves as a standalone entry that you can enjoy by itself. But I think that if you play Breath of the Wild before you play Tears of the Kingdom, I do think that there is this sort of enriched atmosphere to the mm-hmm. world where you see the evolution of everything that happened from Breath of the Wild to now. And I think you appreciate it a lot more, not only from like a design perspective, but also just an in-world fiction perspective where you know, Hyrule is rebuilding after the events of Breath of the Wild. So it makes sense that X, Y, and Z is happening. So I think it's just it, it's just a nice little bonus treat if you played Breath of the Wild yeah, before. Sure. Well, I'm at the point where I've, I have so many spare parts that you can get these Zonai parts that um, I am able to kind of just build all the time, especially with that other auto build feature. 
that that like I, uh, I I'm playing the game completely differently, and, and it's really neat to know that like the game is made for sword and horse, just like perfectly fine, and then it, it added areas that are good for the other devices, um, but you know it's really funny to be like on top of a mountain and be whistling for your horse and be like screw this and then you just yeah. make like you attach rockets to one of those wing gliders <laughs> and you can get around really easily and i've been i've been doing a lot of sky uh guide writing mm. and a lot of the stuff you do in the sky is just figuring out how to get from one island to a next and what's cool is that i could use all these parts i have now but you don't have to they, they litter just what you need to get somewhere around i, I to, to my knowledge you can 100 percent use what's lying around. So the game is so well thought out that way. But yeah. like, if you screw up just a little bit, like you use those rockets in that platform and then you're in the middle of the sky and you're just like, I'm not near enough to that island. And it just, it makes for the funniest moments. It is so cool. I really, really like that part of it. The game the game does this incredible job of making you f- think that you're making decisions for yourself, but mm-hmm. secretly the hand of the developer mm-hmm. is there like guiding you from yep. one area to the next, right? Yeah. Um and, and of course, like, you know, you're free to deviate from that anytime you want. But like I really I really felt that when I did a shrine, which was it was basically a tutorial for rewind. Like here's how rewind works. And then I exited the shrine and a big uh a big rock fell right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, like that's not that's not a coincidence that that happened. Like that's that's so that every gamer everywhere feels like a genius being like, ah, ha ha, I'm going to ride that rock back up into the sky. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's awesome. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think it's wild how much this like Breath of the Wild is widely regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time. Game of the year winner at IGN and everywhere else. And like this game makes it feel like child's play in a lot of ways. Like when you think back to the powers in that game. It's like, oh, like you, you can, can throw make bomb. an ice block and you can, yeah, you can throw a bomb. You can make an ice block. You can move metal things. It's like, give me a break, right? Compared to like just <laughs> the, the power <laughs> that you have to like shape the world and like experience this space in the way that you want. And, um, you know, there's going to be people, a lot of people, I'm sure, that prefer Breath of the Wild because, you know, they don't like building contraptions or they like the story, you know, like that. that's valid. Um, but But overall, like, it's unbelievable what's been achieved and accomplished with Tears of the Kingdom. I, I can't believe it. I agree. I knew it was going to be a hit, but it's like I didn't know it was going to be quite big, quite as big a, a hit as it is. 10 million copies in three days, the fastest selling Nintendo game on any system in the Americas. <laughs> wow. I, I also wow. wanted to point out real quick that uh, one of the innovations of the first game, which you completely take for granted now, is Climb Everywhere. And we used to just talk about that, the Climb Everything yeah. thing. And like, it's just so funny like that that's just like a thing. You know, and like Ascension actually changes a little bit of that. And there's a bunch of times where I'm like, why am I climbing? You know, like, yeah. why am I not using it, a device? Plus, it makes climbing it takes- obsolete. But when you, the fact that you can climb and just climb up and around like every hut and te- you know, like wall and everything, it's just so funny. But it's also, it's I've reminded seen, me, I mean, it's I've, like, wait, so few games still do that. Like it's really just I know. the recent Assassin's Creed games that do that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. I've seen, I mean, you know, now that we're a weekend, I'm not seeing this as often, but on like night one and night two, like, you know, on discords and like other places on Twitter, people are like, I fell down a well and I have no way to get I out. Know. My, game, my <laughs> game's bugged. Thanks, Nintendo. Yeah. And like, yeah. everyone's like, it must be a bug. And now it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like forming new wrinkles in people's Isn't that, brains. That's a, the coolest thing. A hundred percent happened to me several times where I was like, why the heck didn't I just use this engine? Why didn't I yeah. use that? But they make the wells in mm-hmm. this way 
where it's like it's not obvious, but like you solve tons of puzzles in that game by going under things yeah. or descending up through them. You just don't yeah. put it together because you're so used to climbing and following, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Have, really? Have and, you gone and just that they have you used ascend to go through an enemy yet? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there's some giant no. enemies that I was mm. like, I was oh, like, yes. wait a second, I wonder if I can. And then you try, and you're like, oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. We like. I, oh yeah, I'll, I, I don't know. I'll, I could go on forever. So, <laughs> but I'll, I'm happy to put in it. Big sales, though. That's really cool. And 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 we, you know, our social team was kind of talking about this as like, hey, this is like working for like a wide audience, and it, and it seems to be like the kind of toy game that you know a bunch of different ages of people, young mm-hmm. and old, are picking up, which means for like an exciting summer of just like ridiculous builds and content and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is only week one. I've, <laughs> I'm going to be playing this game for weeks and months to come. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the, you just know it's so immaculately crafted that like I haven't been I haven't been back to the Great Plateau, right? But like anytime you go to a new region, like if I want to go have like a really fun, polished, open ended adventure where I get to have control over what I do and where I do it, it's like just pop into a new region. You're gonna have a great time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find some shrines. I think the NPC writing is like really clever mm-hmm. and funny and um and you know and it feels even though the game you know is impossibly large it's hundreds of hours of ga- of gameplay like the loop of like you go to a region you hit a tower you find the stable you pick up a side quest like mm-hmm. for the amount of time that I have to play the game like you know 1 to 2 hours in a chunk like it's perfect for that yeah. and like it you, and you're just going to have a great time I love it. Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, anyone who has had any sort of uh, concern, it would feel too similar. We were just we were just being silly. Mm-hmm. Just being silly goofs. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Now, I stopped playing Star Wars Jedi to play Tears of the Kingdom, and now I don't know, oh, if, I'll no. ever, I don't know if I'll ever go back. That's mistake one. Because I'm going to play Tears of the Kingdom for a long, long time, and when I go back to Jedi, I'm going to be like... Okay, what's going on? Can't climb everything in there. Can't game. climb everything. <laughs> what are all these stances? I'm not going to remember anything. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when I can get back to that. However, it was the best-selling game in April, even have only having been out for two days in April. 
I thought that was impressive. Pretty solid game. I, yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed Jedi. Did you ever finish that one, Sam? No, but I played a lot more of it, just like you know, waiting for Tears of the Kingdom to come out, and like yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I really like the 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 the, the versions of shrines they have, the Jedi or the you know the, the temple areas mm-hmm. that are like puzzles. Mm-hmm. Those are cool, and like you know, I, I get my ass kicked a lot in it. I'm playing on normal, and like I really like that I die, but like I feel like I know why, and I'm able to go back and rechallenge. Although I hear there's some late game bosses which are just pure frustration. Yeah, I hear that too. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna make like so? so neither of you two beat it. I just I wonder if the plan is to if is to do a trilogy or if that's like oh, what's yeah. set up in the. I, I think we're gonna see more of Cal Kestis well into the future. Not only games, but mm-hmm. also I would assume TV and movies. Well, I keep feeling they they have all these opportunities to bring him into Mandalorian, but they never do. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. Next season. So. Jedi Survivor was the best-selling game of April, but Dead Island 2 was number two. I was surprised. And, and well, I, I'm also surprised that the game turned out to be good after all that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a hit. Like, what, like yeah. I think we talked about this on Scoop a few weeks ago, yeah. but, like, what rare example of, like, you know, delayed forever development hell project that, like, no one had high hopes on, and mm-hmm. then it comes out, and it's like, oh, it's good, and it sold really well. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. good for you. It's awesome. There are some other highlights on the list. I, also, I want to say, I'm, it's so sad that this is not the MPD list anymore. Now it's the Circana. It's the Circana. Oh, I just, it's been MPD the entire time <laughs> I've worked here and covered video games. Why? You can't change it. You, you, you should, this yeah. should not have been allowed. I didn't hear the that FTC, The FTC should have stepped in <laughs> and stopped this that. from happening. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's called dumping, and it's illegal. <laughs> That's right. Um Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection came in at number eight. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Wow. Yeah, look at that. I'm surprised. PGA Tour, a game that I feel like has never been mentioned on the IGN website at all, that debuted at number seven. That tells me, well, think about how big the audience for they, the PGA games must be. Well, that was Tiger Woods before, right? Now it's just PGA Tour, yeah. Right, right. I'm just, I'm just surprised, that's all. Is that, is that EA's sport, uh, yep, golf game? Yeah, that's EA's golf game. Then the Final Fantasy... One through six bundle. This is the pixel remasters. The pixel remasters. Awesome. That's at number fourteen, which tells me I guess most people just bought the bundle. They didn't. They didn't buy individual games. And then Justin, uh, Advance Wars one and two reboot number fifteen. So oh, it, made yeah. the, it made the top twenty. I, d- I didn't. I I haven't bought it. Is that bad? No, no, no. We talked about it. We talked about this. Not crazy about the art style. Yeah, some of us. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan. But I'm a fan of the series. So the fact that it sold well. Leaves hope for something else in the future. Sure, 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 sure. And then, so we've got an updated list of the best-selling games of the year so far, and it'll be interesting to see, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is absolutely going to be on this list, because at number one is Hogwarts Legacy, and as of May 5th, it had sold 15 million copies. So, like, already, Tears of the Kingdom is, like, right behind it. Yeah, it's it's going to... Mm-hmm. It just released wow, on, like, Switch crazy. 2, I think, and I think, last-gen consoles. I think no, it just came to... last-gen now. PS4, Xbox, but Switch is delayed till gotcha, gotcha. later this year. But yeah, so that's number one. Modern Warfare Two is still number two. Resident Evil Four is number three. But now Star Wars Jedi Survivor is now the fourth best-selling game of the year. There's some interesting uh, older stuff on here. Um, I guess Dead Space is in there. Dead Space is number seven. Elden Ring is still number ten. Elden Ring is the tenth best-selling game of this year. Wow. Remember when we used to get like a um, wow. we used to get a more in depth report from MPD? It's been, yeah, it's been a long time, but yes. And we, you could look on that. You could look up like you could look at uh, like Nintendo sixty four games. 
Like it I was went just, back that far. It was a list of every game that's on sale and retail. So like how many copies did Guitar Hero 3 sell this week? We could look that up. Yeah, that rules. exactly. Yeah. And there would be like some, you know, some you know, GameStop like two copies that had, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, I think like the ver- like the modern version of that. It's not the modern version of that, but like what scratches that itch for me is that Nintendo provides quarterly sales updates on all their games, and like you'll see like like, like Nintendo Land ticks up like point zero one million, and then it's like oh okay, like I guess they sold you know they finally round up to the next ten thousand for like you know random Wii U games every now and then. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Fire Emblem Engage is number 16 of the year, and I'm surprised. Forspoken is number 17. Forspoken is one of the top 20 best-selling games of the year. Wow. Yeah, well, it's been a weird year up to now. It's picking up. But now we're in it. And then uh, we're going to be in it next week. Next week's episode will be a super fun one because Sony has announced PlayStation Showcase for next week, May 24th. Woo! We will record the day after that. And uh, PlayStation's in kind of a weird spot going into this showcase because last year they had they bookended 2022 with Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, both mm-hmm. fantastic games. But this year it's been super quiet from a PlayStation first-party studios standpoint. They had PSVR 2, didn't make much of a splash with that. They had the Burning Shores expansion for Horizon, and that's been it. So they'll definitely focus on Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, but like what else? What else? Maybe it seems like Square Enix seems to do a bunch of stuff with Sony, so maybe we'll get a Final Fantasy uh, parts two and three, uh, part seven, part two thing. So it'd be Final Fantasy seven. Close to part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to come out in winter of twenty twenty three. So yeah. we will see. Hopefully, we'll see, we see something. And you know, every time there's a Sony press conference, the internet is always ablaze. At least in my circles of the internet, a oh, Bloodborne remaster, Bloodborne remaster, really Bloodborne, Bloodborne Two. Remaster. Everyone wants, or, or, or a Metal Gear Solid uh, remake yeah. slash remaster mm-hmm. or something. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very hopeful uh, for any of those things, but I think above all, definitely a Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. You can't really see it, but I'm wearing my Final Fantasy Seven shirt right now. Oh yeah, I was wondering what that nice. was. <laughs> Yeah, so the rumors- I'm trying to think about it like through that filter because I don't know if Sony first party is going to have a bunch of stuff, but Sony does, you know, deals and they get like you know third parties to reveal games with them, and some of the, sometimes those are really cool. Like it could be Capcom, as Nick mentioned, Konami. There's just like a bunch of companies that might go go with Sony for this, and we might see some cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, so we just had that that showcase on Final Fantasy 16, so I wouldn't expect much more on that right, right. now. But maybe hopefully, yeah, that's all. I, I don't like it when they're like, "Hey, this game just came out, but let's show you a trailer for it anyway." I'm yeah. like, "Ah, oh, man." Um, yeah, yeah, I know. But maybe Final Fantasy 7, and then like, so the rumors are, are about Metal Gear Solid 3, a game I've never played. Uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Crazy. No, no. I'm just like, wow. I bet there's a game out there you haven't played. No, yeah, but that's like a big one. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be very I, good, I, right? I, I'm so unable I, to get into that game. I tried really hard on PlayStation and then really hard on DS, and I, it just it never worked for me. The first Metal Gear that really worked for me was Peace Walker, which I know is similar. It just it is streamlines so much. Oh yeah, uh, it, it is quality of life stuff that changes so much. And then I loved, well, I liked four, and then I really liked five. So yeah. you know, three just does, doesn't work for me. So like the concept of a remake where it does the quality of life stuff and like kind of like you know gives you a, a inventory of things that make sense might be really nice. We talked about this on Next Gen Console Watch this week. If 
a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is real, who's making it? Because I don't think Konami... Maybe like a blue point? Yeah, I mean, like, they would have to farm it out. Because mm. Konami farms everything Wait. out these days. They haven't made a AAA yeah. game since Metal Gear Survivor. Yeah. You remember that one? Yeesh. They haven't made a big AAA game since then. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We'll get Death Stranding 2, maybe? Yep. Yeah, I, I think we'll probably get a, a game. Well, that would be play. interesting if we had that and Metal Gear Solid oh, dude, 3 Remake. That'd be, that'd be juicy. That'd be scandalous. I love it. What else? You know, maybe uh, maybe Kojima Studios is doing the Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. That would be... I mean, that would be amazing. That would be the... I know who we can hire, guys. push pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Kojima Productions aren't... I, I thought they were also working on a not Death Stranding game for... Uh, yeah. like a, supposed to be a horror game. Yeah, a horror game. That was like the yeah. one that... I don't know. Is that officially announced or is that just like the most leaked <laughs> like thing? I can't remember if we I, ever I got like... I think they announced that they're working on a dedicated horror okay. game, but I don't know that it has been like name revealed. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like one of those worst kept secret things or if they did like if they did put something out there. Speaking of horror, there's like five Silent Hill games they could show. Silent Hill is a good one. Silent yeah. Hill. Two remakes, that's the one that's getting remade? That's the one that's getting made by the Bloober team. But then they're also doing Silent Hill, like, If or something like that. F. It's like, it looks like it's set in, like, 1980s Japan or something. Cool. It looked, it looked yep. very interesting, very flowery yep. imagery. Do you think we'll see Wolverine at all? Well, that's what I was going to say. So at their state of play in mm. September of 2021, they had Wolverine and KOTOR. Okay. KOTOR remake. Yeah, uh, man, I forgot all about that. I know. <laughs> be good. Man. And those are two things I would be very interested in. Of course, the Kodor remake hit some snags yeah. and apparently was like put on hold indefinitely. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, it would be awesome if they could sort of re-announce that. But I don't know how likely that is. Insomniac, Insomniac maybe it's too early for Wolverine because they need to focus on Spider-Man 2. But isn't that coming out this yeah. year? Yeah, it is. Maybe. maybe you'll get this one two punch. Like maybe it'll be like you know maybe it'll be like twenty minutes of Spider Man two, but then like a little bit more on Wolverine, right? Like this, hey, and this is that's what's coming next. That'd mm. be nice. Yeah, I mean that would be super cool. And then I think we're just about to hit three years since Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh, mm. and they're probably working on a sequel to that, right? That game is real I mean, popular. Yeah, <laughs> that game was really good too. Yeah, so good stuff. I'd like to see that. Um, in any case, the PlayStation Showcase next Wednesday, May 24th. Catch it all on IGN with our pre and post show coverage from our. Um, it's not another podcast, obviously, but our, our Beyond team will be handling everything for <laughs> we our. We work with a few other people. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Grand Theft Auto 6. Mm-hmm. Is it coming next year? There's evidence mounting. Is everyone caught up to speed on this? No, fill no. me in. I'm missing. I, yeah, I heard yeah. that it could drop at any moment, but what, what's going on? Okay, take the financial. Take yeah, two. Take two. Interactive, uh, parent company of Rockstar, had their financials, and uh, mm-hmm. so the the thing is, they they say they over in their next fiscal year 2025, which begins in April 2024, they plan. They think they're going to make eight billion dollars. Now, for the last fiscal year, they made five billion, a little over five billion. And that, the year before that, it was $3 billion. The reason why they made more is because they acquired Zynga, big mobile game developer. Oh, that put okay. them up to 5 Now, from 5 they think in that fiscal year they're going to make 8 That's $3 more billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what would, what would make that increase that much? They could either acquire something like Zynga, or they could release twice as many games that they normally do, and they're all successful. Or... 
A they brand have, new expansion yeah. for GTA Online, I mean, everybody. <laughs> or they could just have a one, one behemoth of a release, and that's actually an understatement for what Grand Theft Auto 6 mm-hmm. would be. I, I, it makes sense, right? Like it's it's GTA is taking shape in the negative space of what the company didn't say yeah. <laughs> of like yeah. you know because like we don't like they have like you know GTA like they have Bioshock they have other yes. IP in their stable mm-hmm. but like a three billion dollars sized hole in like what could it possibly be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Table so what two? year was the three billion mm-hmm. projection? You said twenty four. No, it, it went from five last year. They're saying eight next year. Yeah, and so what? Are they going to release? It's going to make them three billion more than what they made last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about two years from now. We're talking about next year, which is really cool. Well, yeah, yeah. starting March next year through the following okay. March. Yeah. Okay. A- you know, April to March. April. So it could be a January window game or something like that too. That's really. Oh, exciting. it could go. It could. No, it their would be after. Year, yeah. Yeah. Their fiscal year goes <laughs> so into early 2025. So sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's GTA 6? Are we going to get a GTA 6? Uh, who wants to call it now? We're getting a GTA 6 in 2024? Or is it I 2025? Mean, yeah. I think so. And I think announce it's it. It's 2024. I think announce it this September, which would be the 10-year anniversary of GTA 5. Wow. They're not going to announce over the summer near close to any of these other showcases. Rockstar will want to have the spotlight mm-hmm. all to themselves. I mean, I think they just do by default to some yeah. extent. I think, like, if they wanted to, I think they could go toe-to-toe with any other yeah. publisher having their third party. And sure. I think they would have just as much. But yes, agreed. But I agree. But if you just historically what they've done with, like, Red Dead 2 and GTA 5, they sort of, they, you know, they rolled out their own announcements. They, like, they did a little bit of tease that, you know, they showed the, the for Red Dead 2, they had the sunset, the cowboys riding off into the sunset with that one image. And they mm-hmm. said, you know, tune in a few days from now for the big reveal, that sort of thing. It'll be something like that. They should put Climb Everything in that game and maybe Ultra Hand too. <laughs> oh man. And you can explore the skies and you can, <laughs> you can explore underground. It would be interesting to have <laughs> the Climb Everything Sky mechanic in an, in an urban environment. <laughs> I mean, that would rock. <laughs> That's what Spider-Man should be. Mm-hmm. The Spider-Man could climb anything. He can. Yeah, GTA 6 like, as a superhero game would be really great. It's just like the plot is that like you're just a really crappy superhero. Well, just become Saints Row <laughs> then. Right? I was going to say, be careful what you ask for because yeah. Saints Row did that. And yeah, of course. That's kind of where it went off course. Did not go well. That same sort of financial announcement they had updated. I don't know if you have it in your hand. This updated sales stats for GTA 5. Well, I know it's like up to 180 million. Is that what you're yeah, well, that's about? I couldn't remember the number. It's like 160 million. I thought it was 160, but whatever it was, I just don't have it in front of me. It's that's that's like that's the point I was going to make. It's like we all lament on this show and gamers at large how like long it takes to make video games now, and just the 10 plus year gap between GTAs. And the insane version of this I saw is that the pace that Bethesda's on, the gap between Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Six is as long between the gap between Skyrim and the very first Elder. Scrolls game that ever came out. Jeez. Like, it's crazy, right? But then you see stats like these big quadruple A games, like these, you know, and I actually hate that term quadruple A, but like the, the, the biggest of the big, the very tippy top of the pyramid is like when they're selling 180 million copies, like it's unbelievable. They're on a completely different stratosphere. So it's like, well, okay. Like as long as your game is going to be like that, you know, you're allowed to take a decade to make it with a team of thousands of people. Yeah, for sure. Only Minecraft has outsold it. And it's actually outsold it by like a factor of two. It's like, it's way over 200. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah.
And finally, just today, uh, Thursday of this week, May 18th, that we finally got confirmation, Mortal Kombat 1. An another reboot for Mortal Kombat? This is not the first time they've rebooted it, right? Yeah. They did it in 9, right? I think 9 I was also a reboot. Which is a little also confusing, because <laughs> it was 9. But uh, right. am I the only one here who played the story mode in Mortal Kombat 11? I played a bit of it. Yeah, but I, I know all about it, because... I helped cover it for guides. I just didn't play it. Well, it was great. I like. I don't play fighting games competitively, but like, if they have like a fun campaign, like solo solo mode, I totally will play. Mortal Kombat 11 did. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, so if Mortal Kombat won, I, like, I don't care anything about the story, like the, the lore, whatever that gobbledygook nonsense is. I don't care about any of that. I just want to. It play does fun. get reset, so it's like a reboot. Yeah. Because that's like, what I'm saying. Like, so like the fact that it's the reboot doesn't mean anything to me like I, I don't i know very little about mortal Kombat lore history backstory but there's a new like raiden now i guess right <laughs> it seemed I don't, I I don't know the lore very well either but i'm like wait a second he seems evil he <laughs> seems evil it seems like evil yeah. raiden based off this trailer but then it's like i also haven't played a mortal Kombat in like six games so i'm like i don't know <laughs> like maybe, maybe maybe there's been events happening in the intervening years yeah. Th this trailer is pretty wild. Like, I'm I'm a little bit on the squeamish side when it comes really? to pretty hardcore gore and okay. stuff I'm, like that. I'm not. I, I, I so avert too. my eyes. I was like, whoa! They really turned it up. Has Mortal Kombat always been this like? I mean, well, this, Eleven this one, certainly was. This one feels like even more. What you see in this, I think it's maybe <laughs> just because it's a cutscene, like it's a cinematic, so it looks even more realistic. But I was like. Jesus, what are they doing to these people? <laughs> yeah, all the good stuff is at the end of the trailer. I was pretty bored up until the last. It, it's a very, it's a very dramatic tonal shift from the top, from the the beginning half to the back half. It, it is pretty brutal. Oh yeah, this is when you get to the good stuff. <laughs> For those listening, we're just, yeah. <laughs> I just saw a man I'm get just cut away, stomped in the face. Like yeah, that's not even that's not even the juiciest of it all. Skip. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 1. Oh, it's, oh, so it's out September 19th. It's yeah. coming to Switch. Why is that oh, game yeah. come, why is that game coming to Switch? It's going to come with sweat. Yeah. <laughs> sweat <laughs> the blood. You got to find the cheat code to turn on blood. Think of all the sweat oh. that's going to come out of that guy's face when it blows up on the floor. You know what? That might be more upsetting than the blood. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, all the sweat pops. Mortal Kombat 11 was on Switch, but it wasn't like it didn't run great like why is this game coming to the switch it's not going to work at all maybe i, I was so gonna cool. say i was gonna suggest that maybe it could be one of those weird streaming games but then like the latency like the the the, yeah. the you yeah, know sort of yeah it's stuff. not a great fit for a fighting game so yeah i don't know that's why we just the kids love mortal Kombat. what can we say we need that switch pro yeah, the switch I mean, is so old guys and i say that as like i love it but like it's so old it's so old and when you take that console out of its dock and like remove the joy con you realize how tiny it is mm -hmm. like it's much smaller than like an ipad like yeah it, but all, all the more impressive sorry not to circle back around to zelda but it just feels like impossible what they're doing with that hardware like I it's unbelievable. Oh, man you just reminded me uh the joy con so um, Tears of the Kingdom has an item duplication glitch that has not been yeah. patched, and it's so good. There's okay, three yeah, of them, yeah. and the, the one that you all need is the one that allows you to duplicate anything you can attach to an arrow. So basically, you know, uh, yeah. you can get gems, for example, diamonds, rubies. Like if, you have a, if you have a single diamond, you can duplicate it uh, using this method by attaching it to an arrow, 
hitting pause, doing a couple things, and then and then you duplicate it. But the couple things involve you hitting the start button, which is now the plus button, mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. really fast. And on the Joy-Con, it's it's a like, what, like a five millimeter long plus <laughs> button that like doesn't even push in very well. And like right. double tapping it is like a hundred percent bullshit. And like I was just thinking, like, well, first of all, I'm using the Pro Controller mostly, but all these people are having problems with this. I'm like, oh, why? Why is this? I'm like, it's because this freaking Joy-Con. I pick it up and I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm like, this is really annoying. And so like, there's there's more than there's more than the, the general size and the screen and the battery and stuff that could use an update on that system. I think now, and I, I can't wait to see what they do. People are playing yeah. the temptation around that uh, People item are trying to, glitch. They're trying to duplicate items, but they, they, they can't hit that button fast enough on their switches. So if they're just yeah. playing in handheld the, mode, you mean? Yeah, in handheld okay. mode. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. We, I did see that glitch, and there's a... I, I don't want to... We're too early to spoil specifics. There's a there's an area on the east side of the map that requires a ton of rupees, and it's very fun and satisfying, and it's a fun thing to do in the game. But you have to be rich. Link has to be rich. And like... <laughs> I'm trying to get there naturally over time, but like the temptation to cheese it is strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Duplicate a bunch of diamonds. No cheats for yeah. Nick until at least six months. <laughs> well, yeah, you can not yeah. only sell those diamonds for cash, which is nice, right? Mm-hmm. But like they're actually a very funny weapon and shield attachment right. too, which is, you know, hey, if you have durability concerns and that's your, that's your one thing, yeah. make some diamonds for yourself before they patch it. We totally didn't even talk about Fuse. This game's so big. But just like, like everyone talks about all the awesome, like, you know, Fuse a minecart to your shield and then you can like, you know, roll down hills. But like, I, I almost like more the fusions that just completely fail and are just like, you think you're going to do something cool, but then it's <laughs> dumb and lame. And then you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't. I put a wreath. I put a wreath on my shield. It didn't work out. It's adorable. Didn't do anything. Didn't do anything special. Don't put an exploding barrel on a boomerang. Nope. No. (laughs) Amazing. It's amazing that you can put a flamethrower on your shield. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that works really well. The laser does not work very well. It's almost like why they've never done that before in a video game. Why has nobody done this before? Yeah. Also, try try a rocket once you get those because those are really convenient. It's a one use blast into the air but it sends you really high in the air it's you can cheese a lot of stuff with it well, and the one that's not one use is it's a, you can put a spring like literally yeah. like a looney tune yeah. spring oh, on your shield. shield and then you just bounce around yeah. you have you have to shield surf for that one right uh I, yeah yeah you have to do that button because if you just hold up the if you just hold up the spring shield it's also funny because if an enemy hits it <laughs> they just get rejected they just eject them <laughs> off of a sky yeah. it's oh, great yeah. and just it's so just good. the confidence and fa- that like Nintendo, this, the confidence of that development team of like, <laughs> yeah. we know and recognize and acknowledge that everyone, like the point of the game is to break it as badly as you can. And they don't care and actually encourage it and welcome it. It's just yeah. such a breath of fresh air. Another funny rocket thing that happens is I I'll put them backwards sometimes. Um, yeah. Just because I'm doing just a bunch of things at once. And the other day I did one where I, I put one forward facing on a mine cart and one backward facing, not realizing it. And it, totally spun there on the mine i was like what's happening what's going on because it was just spinning like a tornado on the mine cart like animated like perfectly it was so great and i had no idea what had caused it you know so i was like whoa whoa, 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 whoa. what's going on here i think there was a goron sitting in it at the time which is the best part <laughs> love that stuff 
Oh man, I love it. I'm thinking about it all the time. My uh, my son's usual usual bedtime is at eight, but now at seven thirty, I'll be like, "Well, it's about <laughs> time to start heading to bed, Kingo." <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Creed in Montana, who says, I just started listening recently, so sorry if you've already done this one. I think Redacted would be a great 20 Questions idea. And with that... Do you think, um, Damon, have we done this one before? Who can say? Wait, is it a, is it... That's a yes or no it, question. Is that a yes or no? Oh, is that, is that the first question you're asking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should... Okay, no. <laughs> um, do you think it's Creed the band? <laughs> Famous Montana band. I don't know. Maybe. What is the one we asked? I, I can't. I can it, neither confirm nor deny. Was it made in the seventies, eighties, or nineties? No. Is it on the Nintendo Switch? No. Is it a platform exclusive? Yes. Sony? No. That's five. Ooh. Xbox. Well, okay, wait, wait. Let me think about this for a sec. Hey, okay. Is it an Xbox 360 exclusive? No. Rip. Is this a Nintendo exclusive? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. What's, I see so the that... stupid thing I did. I, I, I heard it wasn't on Switch, and then my brain shut off for a second. <laughs> so, GameCube. Uh, Wii, Wii U. I mean, 2000s and up. So, did, yeah. Did Nintendo know, or... publish this? Yes. Oh. <sighs> Does it have a character that's in Super Smash Brothers something something? As a, as a playable fighter? Is that yeah, a good as, clarifying? Yeah, as a playable fighter. Let's do it that way. No. Because once you get those, what were they called? I can't believe I forgot because I played a hundred hours of Smash. Yeah, the spirits. They got they went so deep with them. Man, how good was Smash Ultimate? What a <laughs> game! Very good. It doesn't sound like it's a mainline Mario or Zelda game. No, definitely not. Nor Kirby. Is it on the Wii? Nor. Is it on the Wii? No, and that's ten. Oh man, I'm getting. Is strong. it on one of the DSs? Yes. Oh man. <sighs> Nintendo published DS game. Could be Hotel Dusk. Ghost Did it, uh, Yeah, well, that was Capcom. No. I mean, Dusk wasn't published by Nintendo, right? I think so. That was just an exclusive. I don't know. I, th I think they did. Um, let's see. Did this game uh, heavily involve uh, stylus controls? Yes. <gasps> What about Meteos? Didn't we just I was thinking have that about Meteos. Ago? I was thinking about Meteos. Brain Age? Yeah. Yeah, Brain Age is pretty good. Big Brain Academy. Did this game uh, advertise health benefits? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably had them anyway. Because all games do. Good for your health. Yeah, your, your mental acuity. Um, is this like a, is this a story heavy game? No. Dude, is it me? It's not Hotel Dusk. Is, is this a puzzle game? Oh. No. That's Damn. five. That's 15. Oh man. Okay. So it's wow. Kind of obvious. <laughs> this is a lightning round. We may have gotten a little overconfident. 
Uh, it's a uh, stylus, heavy stylus controls. What if it's some like electroplankton or something? What was that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or what about a hundred classic novels? <laughs> that one? Yeah, there's. I think the Bible. I've been Nintendo probably didn't publish that. Yeah, the DS was a weird era for games. I like that. Is this a? Is this a? Would, was, was this game known for its music? Yes. Oh, oh wait, but oh, wait. It might not be because it have. could also be. It could also be Elite Meat Agents. Yeah, or like totally uh, like ry- Rhythm Heaven or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I don't know. Was that franchise on the DS? Yeah, I think there was one on the DS. I don't. I, don't, I didn't play. Well, Electroplankton was only available in the Nintendo World Store in New York. Right. Okay. 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 So it's a it's a Nintendo published DS. We actually don't know if it's DS or 3DS, but it's probably DS. Mm-hmm. R- game with strong musical components and uses a lot of touch controls. Yeah. No. So Electroplankton is not a rhythm game. It's just right. A right. It's just like DS a, game, a so. yeah, like a toy box. A toy. So should we ask if it's a rhythm game? How many questions do we have left, Damon? Three questions yeah, and a guess. Yeah, we should. Okay, is this a rhythm game? No. Ooh. Okay, so it's what? So what? That probably leaves us with electroplankton. But what a weird <laughs> twenty questions. Was this thing. a was this a difficult to at- obtain DS game? Uh, I don't. I don't. Hmm. Was this only for sale on the Nintendo World Store? No. Really? Okay. So it was available other places. I still think it's electroplankton. Yeah, and maybe there's just some some quirk about how it was distributed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But so what? So what? What? How specifically did we phrase the first music question? Like, did music feature prominently in it or something like, like that? It, Is that I what think the question we said was? if it's known for its music. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they don't sell games in the Nintendo World Store, so we got that. We know what it is. They only had that one. So, like, that was a two-part question, right? Because, like... But I thought Damon said it was not only sold in the Nintendo World Store. Well, I guess that's still... Yeah, so the double negative doesn't work there. Anyway, we can ask if it's about underwater life. Sure. (laughs) Is it about underwater life? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God! (gasps) Okay. Am I okay to... Yeah, is this electroplankton? Yeah. Electroplankton. Oh, look at that footage from IGN.com. Yeah. I can wow. just hear it going ding, 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 yeah. A seven out of ten from Craig Harris because it was just, there's, it wasn't a game. It was just a little bit. It was really cool. It was I really liked Electroplankton. I think it was. Shouldn't it be a zero out of ten if it's not a game? <laughs> it was just kind of shallow, ultimately. It's like fun to, fun to play around with for a little bit. Yeah, they sold it at the Nintendo World Store. You could also get it online. And then there are a few other retailers that cho- mm. just chose to. Because I remember seeing it at like Best Buy, but maybe that's some retroactive memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I bought it at the World Store. Interesting. That was part of it. What was that series called of just weird experimental DS software? I don't know. I can't remember. You're right. Had like the, a... You're right that the DS was such a weird time because I, I had uh, America's Test Kitchen, which I think was published by Nintendo. <laughs> and that's like there was a time like it just like had like watch you through recipes, and there was yeah. a time like I would make dinner and I'd just set up my DS <laughs> and be like watching. <laughs> Videos on it while I'm like Remember, chopping up an onion. Did they do like a? Did they do like a Korg synthesizer? Yep, they had that one. There was like yeah. Ubisoft published a like a quit smoking app cool. game. Like it, there's the the famous McDonald's like training game for the DS as well. 
Oh, well, like, for, yep. that was only... That was, like, Japan only, yeah. but, like, yeah. it was an actual thing that uh, was made on yeah. the DS. You could take the DS to the Louvre and do, like, yep. guided tours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was cool yeah. stuff. Okay, Electroplankton was not made by Nintendo. Anyone know who made this game? Mm-mm. The studio's called Indies Zero, Japanese studio that was just still around, and they mostly, like, do assistance on projects, so they worked on the NES remixes, they worked on brain training for Nintendo oh. Switch, and Justin, they worked on Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line. Nice. Ooh, yeah, that's still on my wish list um, to spend more time with a copy that I was playing before I borrowed. So I'm looking to pick up my own. Yeah. We Speaking of studios that assist on things, I think it's really interesting. I'm going to bring it back to Tears of the Kingdom again yeah. before we wrap that's the good. show. But like Monolith Soft assisted on that game kind oh, of a lot. And I'm like curious about, I don't know, I just, I just want to know what they did. Like what so was their involvement in that game? Xenoblade, Xenoblade yeah. which is also open world? Uh, yeah, yeah, so maybe they worked on like... Well, they did Breath of the Wild as well. They assisted with Breath of the Wild and I, they very prominently yeah. brought on Monolith Soft because they yeah. wanted the perspective of a younger hmm. um, demographic of developers. So they wanted fresh eyes coming to the old Zelda team. That's, so that was like one of the things yeah. that uh, A.G.A. Onuma has kind of historically said. Cool. And I also, and I don't know that this is true. This is just me guessing. But I, I would also wonder if like, just the, the the engine work that has to go into streaming a world and like go anywhere you want. And there's no loading times unless you, you know, fast travel somewhere. And like, you know, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. That takes years of, of expertise. So maybe they got some help on that side of things yeah. as well. I always picture Nintendo and they talk about this openly, uh, but they, they use their younger staff members in interesting ways to kind of bring them up. And I, I think they probably use them to do like, you know, you can design a shrine for this game, like stuff like that. And they incorporate a lot of ideas from, you know, younger yeah. people. And this has a young producer on it. You know, it's not, it's not uh, Anuma at, at, at the helm. He's like kind of our director. I mean, he, he's above that yeah. now. And I think that's really, I mean, I, I think about it two ways. One is that like, it's really good that Nintendo has this generation that's going to make games, I think as good as Shigeru Miyamoto could, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's amazing that they are able to pass that on. And it also bums me out because it means that they could be making these wonderful games like long after we're dead. And I don't want that to happen. I want the era to end before then. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. No games if I'm not around. <laughs> that's what, yeah. A- A- Numa is still like the godfather of Zelda and like overseeing the whole franchise, right? But a, a lot of people... Uh, you know, may, I may be my mayor. Everybody knows this, but I think it's not that well known that he did not direct Breath of the Wild nor Tears yeah. of the Kingdom. Th- I um, think that's really interesting, and, and I don't think it is well known because he does yeah, all the interviews. Right. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. I. You know, in my Japanese pronunciation, please. Uh, I apologize, but I think it's Fujibayashi. Yeah. This is this is last name, and um, what I know, like I, the reason that that's like on my radar is because I think the most underrated Zelda game is Minish Cap, and that was like mm-hmm. you know he directed that game way back. Oh in the wow. Day. And it, cool. and, yeah. yeah. Minish Cap is good. Good game. Yeah, it's great. They need to find a, a way to bring back all the, all the handheld Zeldas. Like they did Link's Awakening. But like mm. Minish Cap and... Uh, Oracle of Seasons and Ages. I would yep. love a, a Link's Awakening style remake for those games. That, that would rule. Phantom Hourglass. All these things. Um, okay. Uh, Electroplankton was released. Nintendo DS 2006. It has 10 little mini things, toys to play with. And then they eventually broke those out. You could buy them individually on the, the eShop oh, DSi. Really? But other than that... All right, because that was what I... Yeah, it's just trapped on... I, I, just, I know for a fact I played it, but I don't have the cart. So I was like, how did I... Like, what are these memories from? But I guess I must have had some of them digitally. Did, didn't they make, like, a successor to Electroplankton on the Wii? 
I, I could have swore there was something in that same art style, but I'm probably tripping. I, I could have swore though. Mm. I don't know. There was a lot of weird Nobody stuff in the too. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion, Creed of Montana. Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for Video Game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop.igen.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Next week will be a super fun show coming off the heels of the Sony uh, State of Play Showcase. Please be excited for that. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.